chapter fourteen egyptian poetical compositions of the literature of the ancient egyptians by sir ernest alfred thomason wallace budget coffee break collection twenty two days gone by this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox org recording by chad horner from ballyclare in county Antrim, northern ireland situated in the northeast of the island of ireland chapter fourteen egyptian poetical compositions the poetry of the egyptians is wholly unlike that of western nations but closely resembles the rhythmical compositions of the hebrews with their parallelism of members with which we are all familiar in the book of psalms the song of solomon etc the most important collection of egyptian songs known to us is contained in the famous papyrus in the british museum number ten thousand and sixty more commonly known as harris five hundred this papyrus was probably written in the thirteenth century b c but many of the songs belong to a far earlier date though dealing with a variety of subjects there is no doubt that all of them must be classed under the heading of love songs in them the lover compares the lady of his choice to many beautiful flowers and plants and describes at considerable length the pain and grief which her absence causes him the lines of the strophes are short and the construction is simple and it seems certain that the words owed their effect chiefly to the voice of the singer who then as now employed many semitones and birds of tones and to the skill with which he played the accompaniment on his harp a papyrus at leyden which was written a little later than the love songs contains three very curious compositions the first is a sort of lament of a pomegranate tree which in spite of the service which it has rendered to the sister and her brother is not included among trees of the first class in the second a fig tree expresses its gratitude and its readiness to do the will of its mistress and to allow its branches to be cut off to make a bed for her in the third a sycamore tree invites the lady of the land on which it stands to come under the shadow of its branches and to enjoy a happy time with her lover and promises her that it will never speak about what it sees more interesting than any of the above songs is the so-called song of the harper of which two copies are known the first is found in the papyrus harris five hundred already mentioned and the second in the papyrus at leyden extracts of this poem are also found on the walls of the tomb of hefer hetip at thebes the copy in the papyrus reads the poem that is in the hall of the tomb of the king of the south the king of the north antif whose word is true and is cut in front of the harbour o good prince it is a decree and what hath been adorned thereby as well that the bodies of men shall pass away and disappear whilst others remain since the time of the oldest ancestors the gods who lived in olden time who lie at rest in their sepulchres the masters and also the shining ones who have been buried in their splendid tombs who have built sacrificial halls in their tombs their place is no more consider what hath become of them i have heard the words of imitep and heritatif which are treasured above everything because they uttered them consider what hath become of their tombs their walls have been thrown down their places are no more they are just as if they had never existed not one of them cometh from where they are who can describe to us their form or condition who can describe to us their surroundings who can give comfort to our hearts and can act as our guide to the place whereunto they have departed give comfort to thy heart and let thy heart forget these things what is best for thee to do is to follow thy heart's desire as long as thou livest anoint thy head with scented unguents 
let thine apparel be of spices dipped in costly perfumes in the venerable products of the gods enjoy thyself more than thou hast ever done before and let not thine heart pine for lack of pleasure pursue thy heart's desire and thine own happiness order thy surroundings on earth in such a way that they may minister to the desire of thy heart for at length that day of lamentation shall come wherein he whose heart is still shall not hear the lamentation never shall cries of grief cause to beat again the heart of a man who is in the grave therefore occupy thyself with thy pleasure daily and never cease to enjoy thyself behold a man is not permitted to carry his possessions away with him behold there never was any one who having departed was able to come back again end of chapter fourteen egyptian poetical compositions